Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, what's up, fam? You are now tuned in to the Paging Dr. Shonda podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Shonda, and we are here with another episode of Meaningful Conversation in Order to Facilitate Self-Reflection. Um, listen, y'all, I had to bring back my big sis, Allison Jordan, because the last time she was here, you guys were really resonating with some of the things that she was saying. And today we dug even deeper. That's right. We talked further about uh, the spirit of abandonment, the spirit of rejection and how that can manifest in an individual and how sometimes that can make us feel stuck stuck from being able to move on in life, stuck in a certain particular place. And we're going to hear a little bit more about Allison's journey to how she was able to approach this and how she was able to receive deliverance, how she walks through her deliverance every single day, because it's not a one and done deal type of situation. It's something that you have to continue to work toward. So that's what we're talking about today. I promise you, you don't want to miss it. So stay tuned after we go into our introduction. And as always, make sure you guys are liking and subscribing to the podcast. You are now listening to the Paging Dr. Shonda podcast, where we talk all things related to mental health, life lessons, and the culture. My goal is to help each and every listener pursue and center wellness. I'm your host, Dr. Shonda, licensed clinical psychologist. Now let's get into it. Have y'all checked out my Amazon storefront yet? Listen, whether you're searching for last minute date night outfits, perfecting your 4C curls, or delving into mental health books or enhancing your nail game, I've got you covered. Y'all know here at the Dr. Shonda podcast, we like to serve looks and books. So make sure that you guys click on my affiliate link for a hassle-free shopping experience that supports my creation efforts. Elevate your lifestyle and your mental health today. Chanel, I have a question. What's up? Have you ever felt lonely in your entrepreneurial ventures and journey? Listen, that is such a real feeling, especially as a black woman, especially as an entrepreneur, especially as a kingdom woman trying to level up and move forward in my life. Listen, the the interesting thing is I hear that from so many different women. Yeah. So I thought it was the perfect timing for us to collaborate our entrepreneurial success and the things that we've learned along the yes. way for kingdom women specifically. Listen, I'm so excited about this. So that's right. You guys are able to sign up today starting in October, our specific membership group where you'll have access to our knowledge on branding, marketing, how to sell, how to pitch yourself, yes. how to, you know, apply the Bible to your business, applying the Bible to your business, yes. uh, corporate fast, like all of those things, exercise your faith, so many different things. And above all, Chanel, it's great to have an accountability group. Listen, Not I'm really excited to be a part of a group of a bunch of people that look like me and we're all trying to get to the same place. And listen, and the fact that we're coming together doing it, yeah, you know, I say this humbly, I've been thriving in full-time entrepreneurship for some years now. Yeah. You've generated millions for the sports industry. Yes. We have so many different skill sets that we are going to offer. Yeah. We're two separate powerhouses and we're coming together to build this membership for you all. Not only from a business and physical natural standpoint, but also a spiritual standpoint. Yes. I can't wait to get into the word I'm excited. entrepreneurship. I'm excited. The word and entrepreneurship together, Chanel. Listen. In a membership group. Listen. Girl. I'm ready. So if you guys are ready for our group that starts in October, please make sure that you click the link in our show notes and we can't wait to see y'all. Cannot wait, period. <laughs> and we are live. Hey, Miss Allison. Hey, girl. Hey, sister. Hey, sis. <laughs> we are officially sisters, for real. Period. period. No, for real. Like, period. I like Jackson. the way you move. You, you own it like... We we doing some stuff. Some no, we really stuff. are. Yeah. <laughs> no, I appreciate you for coming back through. I know. We was getting down last time. We just had we still got unfinished business, honey. Yes. We still got I'm something to talk ready. about, process. I'm ready. I am too. I am too. Because the things that you were like talking about last week, I'm sure mm -hmm. that people can resonate with it. And yeah. Um I, I love your transparency. I think that validates other people's experience. That's, you know, yeah. and it's not like it's intentional. Like, I'm not like, I'm just going to be transparent. Mm -hmm. That's going to be my brand. It's just my assignment. You know, when yeah. I went through what I went through, ah, this is deep because I was thinking about this a lot when I was in Bible class because uh, pastors 
wanted me to deliver a word, which I never done. Wait, but, you, um, oh, you was preaching? I'm about to, honey. Okay. Well, they made me a junior prophet because I have prophetic okay. gifts since I was 12, but nobody's ever like taught me and home me until past uh, June, Prophet June Hollisworth. That I talk a lot about my mentor, mm -hmm. uh, but I was thinking about just this journey, right? And then mm -hmm. like when you talk about my, um, I'm sorry, um, when you talk about, you know, my past and my journey, and then I was saying to myself, all of us have been through like some stuff, right? Yeah. Like trauma, grief, whatever. But I think there's like these stages of, you know, you have your life, things are, you know, okay. And then you go through something traumatic, mm -hmm. then you recover, and then you go on with life, this and that. And that's just pretty much like the back and forth. But as I reevaluate my life, I call it like foreshadowing. Hmm. then you go through your life because God is yeah. going to show you what he's going to put you through earlier. For That's sure. like every formula of a movie. Right. And so I remember having anxiety and a panic attack and just kind of writing it off as whatever and, yeah. you know, keep moving. And then it comes back and then it only got more aggressive. Mm -hmm. So now I say foreshadowing, go on with your life, but recognize it, pin it. And then when it comes back up, sit still and figure out what's going on. Yeah. Then you go into recovery from it, learning mm -hmm. from it. Then you fulfill whatever it is that the reason is. And then you go into your finished work. And so I'm at a place now where I'm at my finished work. And it took me three years to sort of fulfill whatever this was that God was calling me for after he put me through what he yeah. put me through. And that's what I'm thinking about because I remember I was in the car once with my son a few years ago and I was at the gas station and I was just got in filled the gas up and I'm about to head to my mother's house and I literally was stuck I was in the car with my hands on the steering wheel and couldn't move I couldn't talk wow. I couldn't move and this was many years ago this could have been like 10 years ago and my son was like are you okay okay should I call 911 and I was when I say stuck <laughs> And now I use the analogy like I was stuck because I wasn't obedient. I was stuck because I wasn't hearing. I was stuck because I didn't see the foreshadow early on when I was abused, when I was mm. molested, you know, when I was raped. Um, I was stuck because I, we go on with our lives. Yeah. And we don't stop and say, you know, why do bad things happen? You know, people yeah. say, why do bad things happen to good people? Bad things happen to all people. And every time it does, there's a reason. I, I love where this conversation is going already um, because where we left off from the last time you were here was discussing the intersection of like faith and mental health and how you discussed needing to heal from the spirit of rejection and the spirit of abandonment. Yeah. And um, we're definitely going to hop into that. But going off of what you said, the concept of like, you know, why do bad things happen to good people? As Christians, oftentimes, like people think like, oh, I shouldn't be going through X, Y and Z because yeah. I'm a child of God. And that's not the case. We, we go through the worst if you're a true believer. Come on. <laughs> like, I'm going to show you better than right. I can tell you. Right. <laughs> yeah. And the persecution, sometimes it can be used for the making. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the only way that we're all, we're going to be able to, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a Christian atheist whatever when something happens don't we all go ma we call out to our mama or oh yes. god yes. you know oh my god yes. you know what i'm saying that is an instinctual innate part of our soul that cries out to god and and that is what he wants he wants our favor mm -hmm. he wants our praise and can you imagine that you wait to the last moment and you know you're in a car crash and you had never given your life over and you never did anything and you go oh my god Mm. Mm. So when he's giving you, you know, these things that are happening, he's saying, look, I'm going to put you through something. Yeah. It's going to be brutal. It's going to be hard, but I'm going to need you to rely on me. I'm going to need you to call out to me and I'm going to need you to trust me so that I can repair it and fix it. But you're going to mm -hmm. have to wait because I'm going to teach you discipline <laughs> and I'm going to teach you to work on my time and stop being controlling, you know? Yes. So that's what God did. He's has, he has me in the wait. Uh, it's three and a half years right now. Um, some things have manifested, but I'm still waiting for res restoration. Yeah. 
And on, and the more that I wait, the more discipline I get. The more that I wait, the more I have to try to stay obedient. You know, the more I wait, the more horny I get. <laughs> and the more he's like, you can't do nothing about that. <laughs> right, right, right. So specifically, you're- Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? You're talking about waiting, um, waiting on your your husband, like yep. waiting in this relationship. Yeah. 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 It, it's almost like you're saying waiting produces character. Does, like it, it's yeah. it's essential for discipleship. Yeah. Waiting also, um, it gets you to have an opportunity to get to know God better too. Mm. It strengthens your relationship and it redefines love and it redefines, you know, what, what we worship, you know what I'm saying? And so, mm-hmm. you know, if you're worshiping men or you worshiping by flesh, you know, then he's going to be like, okay, mm, you still crying over him. Okay. I'm gonna let you wait a little longer to do because we're supposed to be crying and worshiping over him. Yeah. You know, we, if we, if we, as a people learn that, and I'm not trying to just preach, preach, preach to people. Cause some people, you know, maybe like, you know, I think the lesson is don't put so much value on man, period. Yeah. You know, I was talking to a girlfriend. I don't talk to a lot of women <laughs> only because uh, how do I say it? Um, I'm just a different type of chick, right? I'm not going to sit and talk to you over and over again about your man cheating on you over and over and we're going to go out and have wine and we're going to mm-hmm. eat ice cream and I'm going to hug you because after he cheated on you the first time, okay, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. Then the second time, then the third time it's like, okay, so you know, you can leave, you know, you can like, because I can't coddle, repeat, you know, empathy seeking gestures, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. I can't, you know, if, if somebody is beating the crap out of you and every weekend I got to hug you because he beat you in your black eye and I got to put ice on it, you can leave. And I do understand being in, in, in abusive relationships. And I do know it's hard. But after a while, if you were able to come to my house and tell me about it, you could stay at my house. And I've had many women stay here. I've had many people, families stay with me, escape, figure out a route. Do you understand? So yeah. my thing is we all have a choice to do better and get better. And I think if God didn't rip my husband from me, I wouldn't have got the lesson. Mm. (laughs) I would not be talking to you right now. I would not have been doing the stuff that I'm doing in mental health. I just wouldn't because we didn't recognize the cycle and the cycle and we're sitting in the mud, you know, and Mm -hmm. and we're just sitting in the mud, like laughing and having a good time. We got to get our asses up, wipe ourselves off, look around and say, let me just get out of this mud pit. Like, I'm looking fabulous, but I'm in the mud. <laughs> that that season of brokenness can mm-hmm. certainly lead to breakthrough. And it that oh, that's a word. That's a word. Oh, that's still in my ear. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a whole that's a shirt. Right. Brokenness to break or breakthrough. Yeah. No, no, no. Brokenness to breakthrough. Brokenness to breakthrough. Mm. So can you talk to us more about like the the brokenness you experienced with the spirit of abandonment, like what yeah. did that feel like? What did it look like? Walk us through that. Um, so I don't know if I have to revamp the story about when I came home from the hospital, but for yeah. those who may just be seeing this, when I went into the psychiatric hospital, June 27th of 2020 from past trauma uh, coming up, um, I had gone to the emergency room so many times on that day. They were like, okay, you're not going to just be coming up in here in the heart of the pandemic, wasting our time. <laughs> and so they transferred me by petition to a psychiatric hospital where I spent almost 20 days. And then when I came home, August 21st of 2020, so I came home in July and probably four weeks of the day, my husband got in a car and drove away. And I mean, just drove away. Mm-hmm. At the time, I could not recover or figure that out yet. I was still trying to recover from the abandonment and the trauma of just the, I just came out of the hospital and I don't be laying this on like a double cheeseburger. I got to deal with one layer at a time. So I thought he was going to the store mm-hmm. and then I just thought he, you know, cause many times he would run and then come back. But you know, one day turned into weeks, turned into months, turned into a year, 
you know, and so when this stuff started manifesting with the brain truth, you know, because I had made that promise when I was in the hospital, I would commit my life to this work when I had nine days missing, I just buried myself in it. And what happened for the luck of me was that I'm surrounded around who I call my brain gang, who are clinicians like yourself, um, Prophet June, you know, who started recognizing in me that sums off. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not sleeping. I'm sending emails at three in the morning, four in the morning, two in the morning. <laughs> you know, like, when is this chick laying down? She's hype. You know, I was always ready to work. Let's go. I started losing weight. They were like, did you eat? And I'm like, oh, I couldn't remember. Even though my like vegan tacos right here, I'm going to eat it right when I'm done. <laughs> but, um, and so they kind of did an intervention on me. Like, mm-hmm. you okay? And start processing stuff. Because I had seen a photo of my husband and this woman I mind you, he had been through several women when he left me. Hmm. And from what I understand, four or maybe more. And um, and he cheated on me, of course, <laughs> in the marriage. And I forgave him. And I remember I used to always say, like, where does the pain go? Like, how do I keep? But now in this place, I look back and I say, well, I was broken, too. Right. Because I had some past trauma. Mm-hmm. He had some past trauma. So we was just operating, like I said, in the mud, honey. And so I just remember like them talking to me about what I was hiding again, tucking in our, our secret place. And I just broke down and I started having panic attacks again. Like can't get out the front door, crying, wow. hysterical on the floor for hours, having to, you know, bind the enemy, plea, get a pastor to pray with me. And I just said, okay, you know, cause healing is not linear. And so I had to just say, okay, went to the hospital again, a couple of times. This time I called, which is now my partner, the hospital that I was in in 2020, their sponsor of my show. I called the CEO and I'm like, I'm coming back. And I mean, I'm going back into the psychiatric hospital. I'm self-admitting because I could not get over the fact that I was with this man for 20 years. Mm. We're married almost 11. He cheated on me several times and I forgave him and he leaves me. What were you feeling? How could you do that to me? How could the very person that stood for you forgave you over and over and over again? If that was the case, I could have beat you to it. I'm feeling like, how could you do that to me? Mm-hmm. You know, and then when cheating, I always felt like, why don't you see me? Yeah. Why are you looking past me? How could you leave me? Me, 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 you know? But at the time it was just debilitating because I felt like alone. I mean, this man drove me everywhere. I slept next to him for 20 years. I never cheated on him, never looked past him, helped him with his business. I was like this amazing wife and I'm sure not perfect, Mm. but it made me feel like I had failed at everything, you know, my parents married 60 some years and a lot of this is childhood, you know, um, I broke up with my first boyfriend, my mom, you know, she, at the time she was just like, look at you, you're crying over this little boy. Don't, why are you crying over him? You shouldn't do that. And then later on, when I talked to her about how she made me feel, she said, why well, I don't know what a heartbreak feels like <laughs> because I've been with your dad 62 years. So yeah. I didn't know what to say. And because in those little bitty moments, that someone didn't help us heal our heart, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not like intentional pain. It's just they don't know what to say. Right. I always say the best thing to do is just be authentic. If you would have said, I don't know what to say because <laughs> I've been with your dad, it would have changed, I believe, the trajectory because in that, just, that, that moment I made a decision, I'm never going to tell my mother about my relationships. Mm-hmm. She's a marriage counselor. She's been married for six <laughs> You know, that would be the one you want to talk to, right? But people don't know when they get into those relationships or get into these dialogue with people, the first thing to do is just be authentic. Yeah. So I made a decision, just be authentic. I'm not going to make up stuff. I'm not going to uh, villainize my husband. I'm just going to say, you know what? I felt like, because again, like I said earlier, if somebody's hitting you, cheating on you, don't cry about it. Don't be like, oh, I'm just going to stay and keep getting this. I can't keep saying I stayed with him because he cheated on me and I'm Mm -hmm. hurt because he cheated on me. I let that go. I have to make a decision. Am I double minded? Do I love this man? Did God bring us together? Is he hurting? Does he have trauma? Does he need help? Does he need revelation, deliverance? 
And that's where I'm at now. But during that time, it was me, me, me. And mm-hmm. it was, I felt rejected. <laughs> I felt yeah. abandoned. I felt like, yeah. how could you? How could you do this to me? And I stayed in that hospital for 25 days until I was able to let go, until I was able to fully forgive him, till I was able to look more inert to me. And how was I operating broken in the mud? How was I operating allowing a man to cheat on me several mm-hmm. times and forgiving him? Am I forgiving him to make him look bad? And- Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Make myself look good. Am I forgiving him because I have forgiving spirit? <laughs> you know? And I had to analyze me before I came out of the hospital. It took me 25 whole days. <laughs> when you're when you're going through that process of rejection and feeling abandoned by people who are supposed to be there supporting you, what does the process look like of kind of sitting with yourself and mm-hmm. learning to kind of cope with it? What does that look like? <sighs> A lot of tears because <laughs> it's layers to pain, mm-hmm. sages to grief. It was like a death. Because it was like the hardest part, I think, sorry, You're fine. was him blocking me okay, and him just not talking to me ever again, just shutting me out. It was as if he deleted me. Wow. And then his mom, I called her and it was just like I had nobody. The only person I did have who really would understand was his grandfather's. Mm-hmm it passed away and I just felt like and then your friends you know he ain't shit girl I wouldn't you know I don't care da, da, da. and you can't have that buzzing in your ear yeah you have to go with what you're feeling you know you have to go with what God is telling you you know right now I don't want to hear that and <laughs> when you're talking about my husband when you should just be holding me right now again that's rejection again on top of rejection <laughs> it's like right. and so you do have to just sit along I don't, I tell people now, and I'll tell anybody who's listening, you have to go through it to get through it. Mm-hmm. I had to go That's through it. That's the hardest part. It's, it's like debilitating, even yeah. now thinking about cry, how many tears I shed. Mm-hmm. I used to cry every single Friday for almost three years. I don't know, how many Fridays is that? <laughs> like Why every Friday? Because every Friday was the weekend and the weekend okay. was our time. And I can't sit here and say we had a bad marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, I can say, yeah, he cheated on me, but again, I could have left. <laughs> but then again, I knew his trauma. I knew why. And I just looked the other way because I had trauma. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't react from my trauma in a hypersexual way. It could have been other ways, you know, lashing out at people or closing down, you know, from people. But whatever it was, I had to go after it. Um, But now I I feel today I feel just kind of lonely and like, like, you know, not that man asked me out and this and that, but I'm married. And and I don't care what anybody says when you are separated and not and still married, you're married, you're married. Mm -hmm. And I can't. And I love him. I had to come to that. I love him. I forgive him. I want to be with my husband. Like once I said that out loud, it was no going back. (laughs) And no matter what anybody says about it, I am not double minded. Mm -hmm. I spoke to God. All I ask for is that he gets the same help and healing that I got. And I believe God's going to deliver a new marriage because I'm standing for my marriage. It sounds like you had to go through this process of kind of accepting, yes, this person hurt me and also you know, this is something that I'm still invested in. I'm I'm not giving this up. I'm not giving this up. Yeah. You know, I didn't tell you this or I might have. I saw him about, let's see, when was Labor Day? September. Okay. So you saw him recently. I saw him recently. Okay. He came, I'm telling all the tea. He <laughs> came over here to get his stuff. Because, you know, even though I'm standing, I still have self-care and boundaries. And I want to redo For my face sure. and all his stuff is everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted him to move it. He's living with this woman. You might as well just go get it. And he came over and um, I was not 
like I used to be. Like if it was a year ago, I would have been like, oh, don't go. Why'd you do? But I was just, you know, kind of like, okay, you know, yeah. I'm all right so far. And he was, first of all, he didn't look the same because he's, I was like, I would have got clean than a board of health, honey. I would have came up here like, yeah, you want this, like smelling good or whatever. <laughs> and that's when I knew I'm like, okay, God, thank you for letting me see. He's not okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's not on the same journey that I'm on, but okay. And we ended up in a bedroom. And afterwards, I didn't, well, it was sanctioned sex because <laughs> okay. it's my husband. <laughs> well, it's my husband. So God is like, you're good. Um, but then afterwards, I was kind of like, okay, you know, I still trust that God's going to bring him back. That's not the thing that's going to be like, oh my God, you know. Right. But then he blocked me. After that. After that. Okay. So, so how, how would like the, I'm sorry, am I freezing up? Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. I know this is a, a situation that I think like a lot of people can relate to, right? Whether they've been married or not, we've, people experience like brokenness in relationship. When you're going through this process of going through the abandonment and rejection and all these like really difficult emotions to deal with, how did you kind of navigate that deliverance space? Like where did deliverance come in and how do you can continue to walk and practice that? Girl, uh, Dietrich Hatton's mom delivered me. Okay. Well, I did a self-deliverance. So it's levels to deliverance. Yeah. You don't just get fully delivered one day, like especially when you got a lot of stuff on, on you. Yeah. <laughs> but I was at Drew's house and Patrick and, and, and Dietrich Hatton's mom was there with her deliverance team. They're on tour mm-hmm. and they were there for dinner. But I was sick. And I, did I didn't tell you the story. No. We were sick as all get up. Me, Drew and my nephew, Josiah. Uh, we had eaten a famous burger, vegan burger there. And we all got sick from it because... We all got sick from it. Anyway, so I was in the bed. We had been to the urgent care twice. We were just sick. And I was laying in the bed and they were like, you gonna come out me. I'm like, I am sick. Unless she get to come in here and give me a magical potion. I'm not getting out of bed. So then my mom's like, you need to come, whatever. So I was in there for out an hour or so. I thought they had left. So I was getting up to come give me some tea or whatever. And there they were sitting at the table and at the, at the dinner table. She had a chef and everything. And the chef was like, I made you some vegan, whatever. So I sat down and this little 16 year old was sitting at the little bar, the little high top over there, staring at me like, and I'm like, why is she staring at me? And she's like, so I'm like, okay, I'm about to go back to my room. Uh, it's a little weird. And so I get up and, and Prophet Haddon came over and touched me right here in my stomach. Hmm. I don't know what I was on the floor. Next thing I know, I can kind of go back and hear, but Drew and everybody was telling me what was happening. But she was like, you've been with her since 12. You mm. touched her. You demon did it. And she bind the enemy out of me mm. that was with me since the age of 12. Wow. That was keeping me at a 12 year old place spiritually mm-hmm. where I was scared that I couldn't speak up for myself, that I tolerated anything because he told me to be quiet when he was molesting me. And my, I remember my mom saying I was talking like the 12 year old. I was like, mommy, mommy, he won't. He During the process out. of deliverance. Yes. Okay. And then I heard my mother say, open the door. And I, and I'm thinking I heard, I had to tell them afterwards. I came back and I just felt this coldness. Like I was, I thought I was dying actually. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that feels like, but I just fi- figure I just passed out from my illness and I, this is it. And um, when I came to, and said I was out for 45 minutes, this process took, um, and I sat up and I felt sick. I felt nauseous. And then all of a sudden I'm blowing my nose and all this mucus is coming out of me. Hmm. That illness was gone. Everything that I was sick, it was just coming, coming, coming. Mm-hmm. And I remember the little girl said, I saw him. He was standing over you. Mm. And I said, that's why you were staring at me? It's just like, wow. And I was just like, whoa. And so they put me in a tub soaked me in Epsom salt. They gave me water and everything. Mm-hmm. And I had this urge to just go talk to God. It was just sort of like emotional. Mm-hmm. And um, I just like, thank you. I felt free. I felt lighter. Yeah. I felt happier. And, you know, we did the mental health retreat and they brought um, like Dietrich Haddon performed. And then Angie Stone sang a song that I sang at my deep, my dark is my sunshine has gone. And Latoya Luckett saying, you know, why not me that I play all the time. It's on my Instagram and they were there. And I just remember the women coming around me and surrounding me and hugging me and 
Like we see you. And mm-hmm. I can just, I just said, I felt like I was engaged to God and that was my wedding because everybody had on white and mm-hmm. I was just crying. I was just letting go. It was a safe place for me to sort of just be like sad and hurt right. and vulnerable. And, you know, Drew's always like every scene and a lot of scenes they didn't show. I was always crying, but crying is cathartic. It was, I was in sure. pain. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was in agonizing pain, like, whew. Yeah. But it was a purge. It was a letting go. Mm-hmm. It was a deliverance of everything that was holding me and mm-hmm. keeping me captive and making me doubt myself. And I still have a little bit of it. I had to get a couple of calls yesterday because I'm starting to get anxiety again. When I go out, people recognize me and I'm like, oh, gosh, oh, no. You know, and I start getting anxious. But God is like, I'm putting you out there for purpose. Yeah. You know, you have a you have a mantle, you know. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. And some of the things that I'm going through, this is the part that's got really. It's like, did my dad, you know? Did my dad die? So you don't have your dad, you don't have your husband, you know, and sometimes you just don't have anybody to share stuff with at night or talk to. Because we mm-hmm. used to talk to my daddy all the time about everything. And so that's the part that's kind of like I'm still got the residual of like For sure. okay. I talk to God, you know, talk to Prophet Jim, talk to my pastor or whatever, but it's not the same, you know, absolutely lay on your pastor's lap and (laughs) lay up in bed and eat popcorn, you know, and those are the places. And I just think about my mom too, like 62 years, you know, so we're still kind of like navigating. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then I look at photos of what's happening over in Israel and Palestine. And and it's just, it's just a sad time in general. Mm -hmm but I want to share the rest of my life doing this finished work Absolutely. with my husband, yeah. <laughs> with the one that God gave me. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, and I'm a believer that, you know, that still can happen. Um, yeah. I, I do believe that um, when, when you talked about like the, the process of deliverance and, and you're right, like deliverance definitely is a process, right? So there, there was the moment where you actually had like the, expelling or the expulsion of like the spirit that was vexing you at 12. And then, you know, as believers, it's our job to continue to walk that deliverance out day by day. Right. And so this is a two parter. So my first question is, um, do you think that the door to that, you know, spirit that vexed you, do you think the door was the spirit of rejection and abandonment? Mm -hmm. And the second part, like, how are you walking this deliverance out day by day? Like what are mm. the practical practices that you're putting in place? Hmm. Um, yeah, it was a literal portal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we leave the door open sometimes. It's always yeah. there. Sometimes yeah. you accidentally open it and then you don't close it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so I had to close it, but I have to remember to go check the lock every now and then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Make sure it's double bolted because sometimes I'll be letting it a little slip in, you know. Yeah. Uh, so every day I've got to be reminded, first of all, I have to remember God loves me mm-hmm. more than any man could ever love me. <laughs> and he wants me to do this work, his will. And so I remind myself of that daily. I'm constantly in my word. I have to be, I have to study. I have to understand the word. I mm-hmm. have to uh, live right. You know, I mm-hmm. have to be celibate. I have to, you know, treat people with kindness. I remember yeah. God telling me when people see you, they should see me. When they hear you speak, they should hear me. Mm. When you love, they should feel the love of me from your heart, from your soul. And so I have to do that kind of work because forgiveness is hard. For sure. But there are seven stages. I have to do the work. I, I, I have great mentors. I have great teachers that call me. You know, by my coattail yesterday, I got a couple of calls from some of my mentors who the spirit was telling them that I was struggling, you know, because I'm like, when he left, it was like, I never put gas in my car. I had to learn how to do that. I didn't know where to go get a tire. Um, my air conditioner went out over the summer, my heater, something wrong. I got to know what to do, who to call, how to change yeah. my filter. Um, little stuff like that. I just, I get a little teary eyed, just mm-hmm. maybe simple, but it's just like, 
okay, what do I do here? I got learned how to use a hammer, a screw, <laughs> you know, and it was just like, wow, I'm really about, I'm really out here doing this, like mm -hmm. for real, for real. But it's a reminder that remember whatever his story is about me, he believes and whatever story I have about him, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I have to show growth. I can't say growth. Yeah. So I have to change my tire. I got to change the filter. I got to figure out how to use a screwdriver and a hammer. I got to stay in my road. I got to stay faithful. That's mm -hmm. what growth looks like. It can't, you can't just say it. You got to actually get on your knees and get dirty. You know, you got to get back That's in right. the mud, but know how to get back out. <laughs> that, part. You know? that part. Yes. And so when you're, um, prior to us hopping on, you were talking about how you're like currently fasting. Is it okay to talk about? Uh -huh. Okay. Okay. Um, you're currently fasting. I wonder, does like regular fasting, does that play a role in you oh, being yes. able to stay in that, um, you know, staying delivered from the things that once, um, it vexed fasting. Yeah. Um, I did a show one episode of the brain truth. It was the, I had prophet June and Dr. Gettys. So it was, what is the body doing physiologically mm -hmm. and spiritually when you're fasting? Because a lot of people be like, I can't fast. I take medicine. I get it. You know, from the doctor standpoint, it's like, yes, you can. You can You can go a few hours without eating. <laughs> right. Like, actually, your body's okay. It'll right. survive. You know, water, not so much. You can't go days. But um, that, what fasting does, it, it allows the spirit to regenerate. It, mm -hmm. you know, allows your brain cells to regenerate. It allows you to sacrifice in a place where you're not desiring and lusting and wanting, mm -hmm. you know, and it d disciplines your body and your mind connection because the brain and the gut are connected to not want something because food is something we need. <laughs> it's not what we want, you know, yes. we need nourishment, but you can get that in a, in a peel form in a smoothie, you know, your body needs certain things. We want to eat fries. We mm -hmm. want to eat pizza. <laughs> we want to do shots of tequila. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so for me, fasting is a way for me to say, I'm giving something up in this moment yeah. to spend time with you. I'm sacrificing my wants uh, for what I need. And what I need most in this moment is you, God. What I need mm -hmm. most this moment is to continue to repair and heal, to continue to grow in my forgiveness and to my prophetic gift. That's what it does. It's mm -hmm. like turn off everything out there and like, you know, I was spending time with my son. I told you earlier, I was hungry when I got off. That was two hours ago. I had been fasting and I was able to break my fast, but I ended up jumping in the car with my son. He pulled up to take me to the store. At that moment, I hadn't spent time with him in a while. And so that took up hunger because mm -hmm. the desire for me to connect with him, to spin and laugh and hear what's going on in his world. And if we do that with one another more, we, we would give up so many different things, you know, anger, and whatever. And, and I want yes. my husband to see who I am today. I'm proud of who I am. You know, I, I w desire for him to know this woman, this version is 2.0. I just, that's what I'm looking more forward to than actually being with him. I want him to enjoy me, <laughs> you know, because I'm, I'm that bitch. <laughs> I'm, I'm that chick, you know, even I just remember like, you know, maybe if somebody was listening now and, you know, I remember times when he wanted to make love and I didn't, or I had a headache or he wanted mm -hmm. to go somewhere and I had an attitude, you know, I just feel like that, that, that would never be me. I had to get here to, you know, remember, like I played a role in some of the stuff that went down too. And so everybody needs to take a moment. Like every second matters. Every second matters. Yeah. And if we just say every second matters, this man wants this or my wife wants this or just get up and make it, make a sandwich, get up and do it. Just stop. Because what happens, you don't know what that end day is or you don't know what that end thing is mm -hmm. that's going to trigger that person to say, I can't. I'm gone. I'm, I'm out of here. And you can't rewind. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. And I'm just like, but when is he coming home? When you come home? When you come home? <laughs> like god dang <laughs> yeah and i you know um miss allison i love your your transparency because this this type of vulnerability that you're sharing with the listeners today i think it really helps people to see that yes you can go through the process of healing you can go through the process of deliverance um yeah. but it doesn't mean everything is smooth sailing after that 
Like you might still have your days where you might struggle. You might still have those days where, you know, you, you might miss your husband or you might go through X, Y, or Z or whatever. Like deliverance. Like a baby last week. Yeah. On Thursday, I, I'm, I don't even know what happened. Do I get my Mm -hmm. refund on the hall? You know, do you get a refund for crying for a whole hour? (laughs) She was just like, and I'm like, uh, why are you crying? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I was just crying because you know, it's like the whole summer went by, mm-hmm. you know, this woman loves for me to see their photo. She takes so many pictures. If you go to his Facebook, which I, we've never been Facebook friends. He blocked me. We just block each other. I just feel like it was fake. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause we were like together, but now I'm like, dang, I need to see what's going on. But I've had people go on there <laughs> and he doesn't post her, you know, it's like two alternate universes, you know, it's like his Facebook is all about who he is. And Hers is like everything is him. Hmm. And I'm just like, girl, and why do you want me to see all this? You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not celebrating you, but I did run into them together. That's some more tea. I ran into them together. Okay. When, <laughs> recently? I, I, yeah, right. Weeks right after he came here. Oh. And he was trying to uh, avoid me. But I was able to. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Talk to her, meet her. I was like, I don't know you, but hey, girl. Hey, mistress girl. And I was like, I'm his wife. She knows who I am. She knows he's married and she just don't care. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But she looked like she's also hurting. You know, she looked like she might be wounded. I'm not Mm -hmm. trying to down talk her or whatever, but um, it just looked unhealthy, both of them. And I was able to sit there and like say, look, you know, I I don't know what your standards are, but all his stuff is still in my house. His mail is coming here. He left me this and that. But at this point, I just needed him to come get his stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I told him what happened, whatever. And he was just like, he was standing there like this. <laughs> he wasn't mad or anything. He was just probably like, Allison doesn't talk like that. Like, how is she speaking up? He betted, he betted on me being that person for 20 years because mm-hmm. I would run into women that he cheated with and I wouldn't say anything. So mm-hmm. he was like, oh gosh, who is this? <laughs> Why is she talking? You know, but he didn't say anything. He didn't he, recognize that version of you. He didn't recognize that version. I wasn't yeah. mean. I wasn't nasty. I was like, girl, you with my husband. I didn't come like that. Mm-hmm. I just came like, look, I'm married to him. I got to deal with this. But at the end of the day, I just want my basement cleaned out of his stuff. And I don't want to throw it away. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, can you help me? Can we be a team? Teamwork makes the dream work. I don't know. <laughs> but then when I was done and they walked away, like he was like, oh, my God. You know, she was just like, mm, you know, can't believe this. You lied to me. But he's a liar. You don't know him. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw him walk away with her, I think for one second, I was like, wow, my husband just walked away, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and then I was like about to cry. And I was like, hold on. Let me identify what these tears are. Let me stop. Let me stop. Hold on. Hold on. And I was like, OK, I'm proud of myself. Yeah. And that's where it was. I was just like, I'm proud that I showed the work that I actually did. Because normal women would have beat the hell out of her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and him. <laughs> it would like drag her hair. You know what I'm saying? You know, I was just proud that I was able to be seen because that was my biggest thing. Like, you don't see me. Because mm. you saw me and you were going to walk away from me. He was kind of like shoving me and shoving her, like trying to keep us apart. You don't see me. And I remember sometimes he would say like, you're not jealous, you know. And I used to be like, no, I'm not jealous. I used to always say that. But it was a cover. You know, I was jealous, obviously. I am insecure. You know, I do want you to see me and love me. I don't want you other women touching you. He didn't believe how hurt I am over that. And I didn't show that, you know? And yeah. so I don't want nobody touching my husband, sleep with my husband, no. But I don't think I showed that because I thought that's what he wanted and I was already hurt. So mm-hmm. I was just like, I know if I don't say anything and he told me the story about what happened to him. So I just gonna make accommodations for him because I know that's what happened when he was little, so that he can do this and do. No, that's unhealthy. <laughs> and that's the goal to recognize when it's unhealthy. It's unhealthy. Yeah. It's like you know, and I'm I'm not saying I want my husband back so bad that you know I don't demand fidelity, mm-hmm. that I don't demand respect, 
that I don't, you know, it, it, you're coming back to somebody who did a lot of work, going through a lot of pain. I'm not that dumb. You know what I'm saying? That week, I'm sh actually stronger. I was weak. And so when people are like, well, I don't understand though, but if you, you could have anybody, you could, you know, find a millionaire, you could find, because God gave that. And at the end of the day, even though he cheated, even though whatever, I know what it's connected to now because I mm -hmm. went through what I did certain things. His soul is pure. You know, I would have not married him. I would not seen that. You yeah. know, he's a good person. He's smart as hell. You know, he wants FAMU. He's brilliant. You know what I'm saying? He's done a lot of great things in the world for men, for children, for youth. So I look at why did you bring this person to me? Because I was mad for a minute, God, when I heard him say restoration and it was confirmed. And I was like, God, why would you want me to go back, go through this? Because you're going to go through it differently. You're going to be the same, you know? So we've got to, we got to check ourselves. We got to check ourselves. Absolutely. It's all about us. It ain't about them. Yeah. You know, it's not about him anymore. Yeah. My crying and tears is just more about me. Mm. It's all about me, you know, because one day I'm not going to shed a tear, but it doesn't mean I'm, I don't miss him. doesn't mean I don't want him. It just means that I'm okay with the weight. I'm, I'm sh getting stronger every day. Mm -hmm. I'm crying less. I'm yearning less. And I'm just waiting for whatever this is that he's going to deliver to me. Because <laughs> I had a girlfriend whose husband left her. The same thing happened. And I said, during this period, you need to be doing some work on you. And she was like, no, I just want my husband back. She's cried, cried, cried. And he came back. And I was a little kind of salty. Like, oh, shit. Oh, what did you do? You just cried for two years. I've been praying and stuff. But he was still same patterns. Mm. She couldn't deal with it because just because he came back doesn't mean he's repaired. Whatever brought him back. Right. It means somebody's got to do the covering. And so because you cried for two years, <laughs> it didn't do the work. He came back. Yeah. But now they're doing worse than they were before because she can't take it. And this and that. Da -da 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 -da. No, it's because you didn't have the tools to adjust and adapt. Because he didn't have any work. So I don't know wow. if my husband has done any work, but I do know this. If he has or if he hasn't, I got enough for both of us. I'm going to adjust and adapt, but you're not going to do it to me what you did before. I'm stronger. I'm better. I know who I am, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm not going backwards for nobody. <laughs> <laughs> nobody. <laughs> so, so when are you writing the book? Because I feel like a lot of people can benefit from this story. Well, yeah. So the book is coming out February 14th. Okay. Advanced copies will be ready on Thanksgiving. Yeah. And my book is called Provide, Protect, and Love. Initially, when I was writing my book back in 2020, when I got the book deal, it was really about my whole life and my journey in Hollywood or whatever and my yeah. mental stuff. But because I've been so transparent, I went on the biggest platform in the world and talked about my brain health. I don't need to add that, but I haven't really gotten to the depths of my relationship with my husband. This is the first mm -hmm. time I've ever talked about it publicly, but I haven't told all the tea, all the juice. So the book is going to really take you through everything um, with my life with him. And I, what I want people to do when they read it is I want them to see themselves in this if they want to be authentic and transparent with themselves in the quiet of your room, reading my book <laughs> and, and not come on and be like, she's stupid. She was dumb. Why she do it? Because we've all done that. I want you to end it with, it's about me. It's about yourself. It's about what are we doing yeah. to change the narrative? What are we doing to make it okay? And I've been very careful and disparaging his character. I've been very careful putting stuff on Facebook or talking about it. Most people didn't even know we weren't together until they saw him out with other women. They were calling me like, oh, I don't want to get into y'all marriage, but mm. I'd be like, we haven't been together for two years, three years. Like, what? You know, so I don't say, well, that nigga, da, 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 da. I don't do any of that. I just don't because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's like, it's like you be careful. Like, you know, you tell your parents about your husband and stuff like that. And then they don't like them. They can't get invited over for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Some things you just keep in your household. Sometimes you keep between the two of y'all. That's old school. That's I'm some old school. That. Yes. Because back in the 70s, they used to be beating each other's butt in the street, honey. You know, my grandmother carried a pistol, you know. And so back then it was like, yeah, we're going to drag each other out the bar. We're going to whoop each other down the street and we're going to go home and eat some Lenny's ribs, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes you got to just keep it in your household till you fix it and figure it out yeah. together. 
Yeah. That's what's wrong with these reality shows. Everybody know your business. Everybody know, you know, but yeah. 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 Well, I I can't wait to get the book and to read it because you're a wealth of knowledge. And I think a lot of people can benefit from hearing about how to navigate uh, heartbreak and rejection and abandonment because it's not easy and it can, it can breed other things. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. And if anybody say, I mean, I felt my heart literally break in my chest. I mean, Mm. heartbreak. It's love is hard. (laughs) This life is hard. Life be life. Life be life. (laughs) You know, so (laughs) life was life for me, still life. But I am acquiring so much in my toolkit. um, And I'm just I'm just ready for it. You know, I don't think that if everything was perfect, I don't think I would know that the tools work. If you you went to school for, for psychology, right, doctor, mm-hmm. if you didn't have no patients that were broken, you wouldn't have gone to school to learn if it works <laughs> and if it doesn't. If right. you're processing somebody, you just be sitting there like, uh-huh, uh-huh, okay, well, have a good day. <laughs> no, you learn some stuff, now come bring it on and let me see. Right. And I handle it, bring it on, bring on my man, come however you coming, and I'm ready to show you love. I'm ready for you to feel the love of God. I'm ready for mm-hmm. you to heal. I'm ready for you to know that what's possible. And I'm gonna love and forgive you until your heart can't take it no more. Yeah. <laughs> until your soul bursts, until you get on your knees and say, thank you, God. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Miss Allison, we definitely enjoyed you today. We appreciated you coming by. I love it. I love coming by. I'm come by all the time. Yes. Honey. And I can't wait till we see each other in person. Oh, we have on the same kind of shirt, except yours is black and mine is red. Oh, see, this is how we know. Ooh. Like, this is- oh, wait. Oh, <laughs> oh, right. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep. I will be back. Bring me back. I love yes. you. Yes. No, for real. You I definitely come y'all. back. all right this is allison we'll see you next time and make sure you guys tune in next wednesday to the paging dr shonda podcast and don't forget you have the power to create the emotions that you want to experience see (laughs) y'all who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles. And a breakfast cut-off. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.